tell me about, let's say about three key things that you need to be doing as a business owner, as a CEO to really get your business to profit, cash flow and wealth and be positioned also to be recession proof. Welcome to Beyond Clean with Jim, a podcast that brings to you on your schedule in your environment current and relative conversations on subjects that impact you, the individuals in the cleaning industry who save lives every day. Beyond Clean with Jim is streaming to you through Podbean from their studios inside Jim Supply in Central Florida. From their six locations, Jim Supply has been improving lives with clean supplies since 1930. Check out our options today for education, product, and equipment at jimsupply.net. Check out the seven pillars of the Jim Difference. At Jim, we are not just another vendor, we are your partner. Now let's join your host, Dave Thompson, as he talks with yet another influencer in the cleaning industry here on Beyond Clean with Jim. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dave Thompson. As the intro said, I am your host here on this podcast. We are live on Podbean Live. Uh, You know, before we get started with the main part of our show today, I have to tell you, We've reached another milestone here after, uh, I don't know, five, six years. We are now, we've now had a thousand listeners, a hundred hours of live broadcast right here with you folks and over 7,500 downloads. So before we get in today, I want to say thank you to all of my listeners it's a, a great honor to have you listen to what we have to say Part of all of that is, as you can see in the title, Beyond Clean means that we don't just talk about washing windows, cleaning floors, and, well, washing out the toilet. We are going to talk this afternoon with somebody that's a little different because the title of this was 39-Day Journey to Finances. No, we're not, I'm hoping, not going to go into 39 days. That would be a very long podcast, so... Kersha, tell us that we're going to do this in less than 39 days. Okay, thank you again, Dave. And I must say, those 39 steps were over a period of time. There are some steps you can do in you can do in one day, several in one day, you know, depending on where you are in your business. However, I want to just highlight probably about, let's say about three key things that you need to be doing as a business owner, as a CEO, to really get your business to profit, cash flow, and wealth, and be positioned also to be recession-proof. Because what I'm seeing ever so often is that a lot of times as the business owner, the CEO, the entrepreneur, you're doing your work, you're going along. However, tragedy strikes or strikes and it could be like COVID or, you know, there's a change in your clientele. Things happen, right? We're in a real world here and you are not prepared for that. And I want to talk about too where you probably heard, okay, this company, they went bankrupt overnight and we're like, how did that happen? This is, you know, a surprise. It is never a surprise. It is never a surprise. There are signs which are misunderstood or ignored. So, I want today to sensitize and make you aware of things you need to be looking out for in your business, in your company to ensure that you don't end up becoming a statistic of failure. And bear in mind that, go ahead, David. Yeah. So so let's, uh, Kersha, let's tell them a little bit about who you are and, and, 
and why this is a, a passion of yours and why they're going to listen to the rest of this podcast today. Sure. I am a twin mom, a boy twin mom. I enjoy helping CEOs scale their cash flow through strategic financial systems. Why am I so passionate about this? Because I have been on the corporate side and I've seen what it takes some, you know, multi-million dollar corporations being successful. And I started connecting with the smaller businesses and I realized that there is so there's so many gaps that as the owner you're generally not aware of things you just don't understand or it can be so overwhelming and that led me to really being committed to supporting those types of business owners ceos to really be positioned to be in a position where you are less confused about what's happening in your business you're not overwhelmed and most important your business is positioned to be profitable wealthy with cash flow and you're living you're living your legacy now and also impacting the world in a great way and that is why i'm passionate about it i see the importance of your business existing and why it needs to be successful you know the cleaning business is full of people that are starting a business especially over the last two years kirsha's that you know uh, everybody saw an opportunity to get in on the what, pardon me, what I would call the COVID craze business-wise. And, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them didn't really have any idea. They were just, they, they well, they also needed a job because they weren't doing uh, their regular job. And they thought, oh, well, I can go in the cleaning business. You know, I wonder about those now two years later, whether how many of those people are still in business. And as you're talking, did they really make any cash? Did they really, is, did they really set up a sustainable business? Exactly. And one of the first things I want to talk about, definitely when it comes to your cleaning business, one of the mistakes I see often being made is that you are diving into your cleaning business. However, you are not in touch with the numbers. So, for example, you don't know, you know that you're going out to clean, you're going to do this job. However, are you pricing that job properly? So when I talk about that, you might say, okay, I'm going to charge $20 an hour to clean this area. However, after you've done, let's say it might take you four hours to clean, right? What was the real cost of that? When we talk about your labor, if you have a team with you, what about the supplies that you needed, right? You might have to, depending on the stage you're at, you might take out insurance and so forth, your gas to get there. So you are not incorporating or you're not thinking about all the different costs that impact your business and that will lead to at the end of the month you're like i made or you think you i charge let's say a thousand dollars in different services and at the end of the month you're like i don't see anything in my bank account where, where, where's the misconnection what went wrong and this is something that will grow bigger and bigger and bigger so that's one of the first mistakes you are not aware or taking into account of all the costs that impact you. So the first step to solve that is to definitely be aware of all the costs, those expenses that impact you giving the service cleaning, be aware of them all. And another thing, I'll throw in this other one. Sometimes I see where supplies might cost you $50 and let's say with inflation and you might change brands. Now, the, the products are costing you $60. 
and you don't make that adjustment with the price that you're charging your clients to clean. So these are some of the things, costs and managing that whole in and out that will leave you out in the red at the end of the month in your cleaning business. So definitely that is something you're listening in. I want you to think about that. You know, what are the costs that impact me given my cleaning service and be aware of changes. Sometimes you things you you forget about certain costs and that's why it's important to have a system, a process to keep a track of the costs, a track of the changes so you can know, am I charging the right amount? Can I find cheaper supplies? Different angles to approach in this issue. You know, knowing your numbers, as you say, Kersha, is, is one of the things that I talk about in our job bidding class. And, you know, they're they're like, well, if I just bid the job, I know what it cost me and uh, I, I know what I want to make. My question to always to them is, do you really know if you're making profit or are you just paying the bills? There is a difference. Exactly. And I'll take it a step further, Dave. Are you making are your profits converting to cash in your bank account to cash? So sometimes you might say, okay, I didn't make a profit. However, when you think about uh, taxes or other things you might need to pay, you are left with no cash in the bank. So even more, even at a deeper level than profits is cash. That's the ultimate thing. You want to make sure that at the end of doing this job, you have money to pay bills, your taxes, and you might want to start putting aside, you want to expand you do have money for those other endeavors too. So cash is king, the lifeblood of your business. So it is even more important than your profit. So definitely you need to understand your numbers. One of our listeners says here, you got to cover those fixed and variable costs. Yes, exactly. And that's a great point because uh, I like to say not all costs are equal. So one of the things too, in your cleaning business, the, mo the, the cost that's going to impact your business the most is going to be the labor cost, whether it's your labor or if you have a team. So that is something you have to manage. So let's talk about it a little bit. Let's be practical here. Let's keep it real. If you have supplies that are costing you, let's say $100 a week, right? And your labor costs, whether it's yourself or a team, it might be about you know, a few, like, let's say $700 and you have a job that's like $1,000, right? So think about it. If you try to reduce that, th those costs of those supplies, it's not going to impact your profits as much as if you manage the labor. So you want to look at those direct costs, which is labor in the cleaning business, those costs that directly impacting you cleaning, providing that service. And again, not all costs are equal. We have direct costs, the indirect costs. You have fixed costs and variables. So for example, your insurance, right? It doesn't matter if you clean or not clean. If you have taken out certain insurance over your business, you got to pay that. It's not going to change. That's a fixed cost. Your labor is going to be a variable cost because it will change depending on the job and the hour. So that's an important point. Thank you so much from our listener that you need to understand the various costs in your business and the costs which impact your profits the most. You know, one of the things that I find that people forget when they're setting up their, you know, a job or whenever they've already got a job. I always tell people to go back and look at what you're doing and critique 
whether you're financially sound in that job. You know, even after you've had it six months, a year, every six months, you need to continually check it. And one of the things they forget is like the solopreneurs is that while they're doing the job themselves today, at some point, they need to have somebody doing it. And if they get big enough, they got to have a supervisor. There's a supervisor's cost. And then you have the overhead and stuff. Uh, do you find that people forget that? I find they definitely do. And to be honest, it's uh, sometimes it's near, no fault of theirs. Your business can take off and grow so fast. You don't <laughs> even realize or never expected it, which is exciting. And sometimes, Steve, I honestly find that business owners just do not know. They don't know. They might say, okay, I can run my business with my bank account. They don't understand that's just a no-no, that's risky. They really don't <laughs> understand that as man, as 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 my business is changing, as I'm expanding, I'm getting more places to clean, I get a supervisor. I got to understand how does that fit into the whole thing? I need to know, am I pricing this job out correctly? So we we, we, we hear it often, like, Let's say we say, okay, you got to eat healthy. Some persons honestly don't know what that means. What does really eating healthy mean? So your business got to be profitable. What does that really mean? And what are the tools to ensure your business is profitable? So it is so much about education and getting that understanding out there to you all as cleaning business owners, right? So you are really equipped and understand what should you do and what should you not do. There is such a thing called business health, is there not? Exactly, business health. And let's think about it, right? What are the indicators that our bodies are healthy? Your blood pressure is normal. You might not be having, you know, being overweight, so forth. So when it comes to your business health, what are some signs that your business is healthy? One, I'm going to quickly talk about a few. So number one, you don't have to constantly be putting money in your business to cover basic expenses. So let's say every week you don't have to be pumping money in your business to cover payroll to, you know, <laughs> if you're renting a place or to cover your supplies. If you are doing that all the time, that's a red flag. Your business is not healthy. And I made sure I gave us example, because if you're putting in monies for investing expansion, that is a different thing, right? Of course, we'll have yeah. to examine yeah. that. But generally, if you're constantly putting in money to make ends meet, so let's keep the terms as simple as possible. That's a red flag. Another red flag, if your business to show that your business is not healthy, is where you're finding that you are doing these jobs, you're having these contracts, it's exciting. However, you're not getting paid. You're not getting paid. Persons are owing you longer than they should. That is a red, red, red flag. Your business is not healthy. If you have too much persons owing you overdue payments, that's a red flag. The third one I'll quickly toss in is where you just don't have enough sales coming in. You don't have enough contracts. You might used to be getting 20 contracts a week or a month, and now you're just getting two. That's a red flag. That shows that there's some something is happening with your business. And even if it's in a pandemic situation, it's still showing your business is not healy because your business, you're in cleaning. However, 
you need to position your cleaning business to have different streams of income all related to cleaning but different streams so those are some of the things to show that your business is not healthy i'll throw in a third a last one quickly let's say you have five clients and one client is giving you most of your business let's say one client is responsible for 90% of your sales that is a red flag because if that client goes down you're down and you know we that that's a gorilla account we call it so those are some of the indicators Dave, to show that your business is not healthy so then as you're saying that Chris I'm thinking there's got to be a magic number for how many income streams that you're talking about you know i see some people that just go completely wild with all these different isn't there just a certain amount of income streams a, a, an entrepreneur can handle and I, I would i would i would definitely say no it all depends it's not just about income streams today it's about profitable income streams you want to make sure that let's say you might be in the biz you might be cleaning right I, that could be one stream. Another stream is you could, um, there's some persons who focus on the products. So they're supplying the products. That's another income stream still related to cleaning. There are some persons also that they can go diversify a bit. They might say, I'll do residential. There's some that do commercial. So there are different ways to set up your income stream, all related to your cleaning business. So that is, again, uh, persons now to are coaching other persons, how do I set up a cleaning business? That again is another consultation stream. So you want to make sure it's profitable. So it's not to say, oh, I have 10 income streams. No, are they profitable, right? Are you bleeding from some of these? Are they really leading to cash in your bank account? That is going to be important. And that is why it is so important to understand your numbers. I call it looking beyond the numbers, the story behind the numbers. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. what you're saying is you cannot um, support one income stream by the profits of another and say, oh, well, you know, over all of them, that they, they all are, you know, I'm doing okay because of all of them. If one of them is pulling you down, maybe that's a red flag you need to be looking at, do I need this? Exactly. And again, it depends. And just hearing that, it's going to look at wider things. It could be you've just started out. It's okay to give yourself six months to see, will selling products really be profitable? That's reasonable if you can afford that, right? And I again say it with caution. However, if it's indefinitely, you find that every time you're just not making the money on the products, it's time for a reevaluation. Why are you not making money? What changes can you make, right? So these are some of the things you do to ensure that, yes, it's exciting to have income streams and people talk about it. However, it's even deeper than that. It's are you profitable from these income streams? Are they leading you to cash, not only profits, but cash in your bank account? So into your your stream of, of all of the things in the 39, uh, somewhere along there has to be, uh, you know, bookkeeping, how to set up books. Do, do you find that people do that to start with or is that one of the last things I deal with? To be honest, it depends on the business owner, but I, find, I see it so often, so common that 
persons think that that's the last thing to do when it should be the first day. Why should it be the first? Bookkeeping is like the foundation of your house. You know, if, and I'm going to quickly give some examples. If you don't have the right, a good bookkeeping, a good system for bookkeeping, good accounting, you're positioned to pay more in taxes, to overpay in taxes. You are also positioned to make wrong decisions. You're also positioned to, to, to be misled, right? So if you have bookkeeping where, let's say, for example, your transactions are not categorized properly, again, you can overpay in taxes. Again, if you are recording, if you have omitted transactions, and I'll, and I'll toss in some numbers, uh, 50 cents in, like, no, I'll say a dollar in missing expenses can lead you to pay 50 cents more in taxes, depending on your tax bracket. So that is why it is so important. The foundation of your business, your cleaning business, bookkeeping needs to be done properly. And that is why a lot of times people just don't understand. And again, it is the foundation of your business, guys. It's the foundation. Well, it's interesting that you bring up taxes. We are in the tax season, if you will. Um, I know I finished my personal taxes today. And, uh, you know, hey, I got to tell you, folks, I'm so glad that I have uh, eliminated all of the stress in my life as far as taxes because I now don't have a business to run. I'm not an entrepreneur anymore. I'm just a, a lonely podcaster out here doing his thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and, and Kershaw, I got to say, you know, I am so glad that I'm not stressed out at tax season, but, you know, there are plenty of people that are, and you brought up taxes. Um, when do they when do they prepare for this? Do, I mean, do you find people just wait to the last? Uh, I know a lot of people that have, but is that common or changing? It is very, very common, and it is something that it has to do with a culture. I'm not going to say culture. It's like a mindset, and it's uh -huh. uh, not only a mindset. It's wrong information out there. So persons will think, I'm just starting out. I don't need to be concerned about taxes. However, from you decide that you are going to start that cleaning business, you need to have a conversation with a tax expert. Why? Depending on how your business is set up, it's going to impact your taxes. Depending on your personal situation, it impacts your taxes. There are strategies, tax strategies to legally let you pay less taxes. So you want to be aware of those from day one. They might not all be applicable to you, but you want to have that conversation. Tax time can be exciting. What leads to frustration with taxes, tax time and tax preparation? You are unprepared. That right. is why. Yeah, let's be honest. You're unprepared. You have confusion and chaos in your business. And that is why you are unprepared. It's like if you're going on a trip and you're packing hours before, you're getting overwhelmed and stressed versus if you packed days before and you're easy going to the airport. So think of it like that. You want to be prepared, having conversations with your tax expert, a tax plan. And I'll toss in two. A lot of times persons take uh, as a business owner, CEO, you are taking on this do-it-yourself mentality. Oh, I'll do it myself. I don't want to pay a hundred bucks to get my taxes done. Let's put that aside. I mean, my sons did multiple surges and never once I said, I'm going to, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to Google. No, they are worth more than that. I wanted the best expert. Think of your business like that, 
right? You want to have the best experts giving you the best information, not a do-it-yourself or I'll get it done for a hundred bucks. No, you want the best experts and that will save you legally and taxes and take away the frustration. You will start getting excited about tax time. <laughs> Well, you know, I and, and as you say that, you know, before I finished all of my entrepreneurship at one time, you know, I had my personal taxes. Of course, you know, we, we itemized everything. Um, I was working full time for uh, a company. I had my own consulting and I was running an S Corp at the same time. So tax season was because I had four different things that I had to make sure all meshed together. But I took that advice that you're just now giving and I had an accountant that I worked with every month. So when it came tax time, she had everything already needed. All I had to do was go in, look it over, fill out the paperwork, sign my name and and deal with it. But I will say in my early days, folks, as you're listening to this, I've had my run in with the IRS because of taxes. And um, I will tell you what Kirsch is saying this afternoon is is a lesson that is very hard learned. Yes, and I'll also add on to that. When we talk about IRS, persons get overwhelmed. The IRS, and there's this, I'm not going to say it's a myth. There's this, uh, it might be a myth that persons think, okay, the IRS just wants uh, you to pay, pay, pay. And uh, no, if you know the tax laws, there are legal ways in which you can pay less taxes. When you think about large corporations, they have five, six, they have a tax team, they're consulting. What can we legally do? And personal say, because they're big and I'm little. No, it's because they reached out to get the experts. You get this email, you're going to be audited. There's no frustration and fluster because, you know, you are prepared. You are organized. You are prepared. You are legally in line with the rules so there's no overwhelm and that all goes back to ensuring you are positioned with the right bookkeeping you have the tax expert on hand so it is just so worth it so worth it Dave. folks we're sponsored by Jim supply this afternoon they've been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930 so they're a family-run uh, operation here in central florida we uh, appreciate their support and uh, powering our program they now have six locations and uh, i'm sure that uh, if you need cleaning supplies they can certainly help you anywhere in the country you know one of the things that we're talking about kirsch is you know cleaning businesses and you know, one of the interesting things I saw is, you know, uh, sustainable, uh, resistant uh, 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 businesses. You know, I've always said that the cleaning industry, if you do it and you do it right, is very um, resistant. Are you thinking about something different than I am? When you say resistant, are you talking about like recession proof? They can withstand the downturns in, oh, in yeah. the economy. Definitely. And it goes back to how you are positioned. So I do see, Dave, where a lot of times why you find out that you're not resistant or you're taken off by surprise is you're not looking at your numbers. So you could be pricing too low, right? Another thing is that you might be going on jobs, doing these jobs, and you're not profitable and you don't realize it, right? You're not analyzing to see, I did this job. What's the cost? What do I have left over? You're not also taking into account taxes. What taxes will I pay? And sometimes if you are the 
owner, let's say you start out doing the business yourself, you don't take into account that your service needs to be paid and so forth. So the it is resistant because when you think about it, you'll always have we'll always need a cleaner. Our houses, our businesses will all need to be cleaned. And another thing I'll toss in, be innovative. Like when COVID just hit, when we had that lockdown, there were um, someone in the painting space. No, it was a plumber in the plumbing space. And, you know, in, you know, initially persons were like, I don't want people coming to my home. You're concerned about being, you know, having contact. And what they did, they said, we will enter from the bathroom window. We will go straight there, do the work. We'll fix back, put back your window in. You don't have to be concerned about us touching you, right? We will just go directly to the location in your home that needs the help. So it's about being innovative, right? What are quicker ways you can clean? What are some um, equipment you can use to enhance the experience to make it more efficient? What are some additions you can throw in there? You know, we, we are in a, situ in a life now where so many persons are having allergies and are you touch are you connecting with your clients to see okay are there any allergies are these find ways to enhance the service that you're offering find there's so many ways think about your clients not as a number however you're building a relationship understand you know have surveys that's something i do with my clients all the time i touch in what can I do to serve you better? What don't you like? What do you like? You know, understand them. Be flexible. Some persons might prefer cleaning in the evenings. Some persons might prefer weekends. How open can you be to that, right? Do you offer short notice emergence? You know, things like those. So enhance your service offerings. And of course, you're going to price all those different. So if somebody's calling you to do a weekend, you're going to price it different from a regular hour if you have a short notice, right? And another thing too, I know you might say, I'll, I'll toss in this last one too, that will definitely help you to be resistant, not pricing per the hour, right? Pricing per the hour is very, very misleading. I might take five hours to clean. You might take two. Is it, you know, who is who is right who is wrong what is more important is the value of the job so you want to look at it and sometimes depending on how as you get experience you'll be able to know if you're going to clean an office you might want to have a peek they send pictures before so you you can code properly or you might put an uh -oh. it looks it looks like your mic went off there are, are you hearing me yeah, or we got you back there. Okay, we might say, okay, this is my base fee. However, when we come in, you know, we there might likely be changes. Be be bold with that because scope creep is very important. I had a situation where um, a gentleman he came to do our carpet some months ago, and he was sharing an experience. He said when he went to a doctor's office, you know, it took him. He, he couldn't move for the day. It was so dirty. He had to do, you know, two days there. And he that was not in his budget, right? He figured, oh, doctor's office, I'm going to just go a few hours. It took him so much longer because of the state that office was in. So right away that if you have already priced and locked in, you're in the red there. So be aware of what's called scope creep. Position yourself. Put it out there. 
you know, this is our base fee. When we come on site, things might change, this might be arranged. Because let's be honest, we don't really know what's gonna, what's the state is until we get there and see it sometimes, right? And that's okay. That's not being dishonest. That's okay. You know, I've never liked the people that just, uh, I, I want a bid over the phone. Just give me a bid. You know, I, yeah. I never would ever do that when I was running my business. And I've never advised anybody to do that. Um, you know, we deal with the, you know, with the academy here in cleaning, we deal with so many different types of cleaning. It's not just only one, you know, all the way from floors to ceiling and everything in between that, you know, I always tell people whenever you get into some of these situations, you need to even test and, you know, say people say free estimates, you know, I, I'm just so over free estimates. You know, if that's what you're advertising free estimate, you know, what that usually tells me is you're not really looking at everything you should be. And I got a feeling those people are losing in the end. Exactly. And there are ways around that. You could say, okay, this is your base estimate. If you agree to go for our services, we'll, you know, include it in the package, things like those. But it's, it's your time, right? It is your time, right? And nothing is wrong because people are shopping around. Let's be real. So you want to be positioned to to take advantage of that. Like, how, how does that, are you going to keep, you might spend a week doing free estimates versus you could have been using your time in a better way. So always think about your time, your time as a CEO. It is so important. How do you minimize this uh, this whole impact of free estimates? As you get more experience in the business, you know that, okay, this is a base rate, this is so forth, so people can understand, right? Because let's be honest, you won't know for sure, even when they might send pictures, you don't know if it's the full story, you might start cleaning, you realize there are deeper things. So these are some ways to maneuver that, but I do agree with you, free estimates can really, really be tricky, Dave, really. Yeah. And, you know, so many times in our business, I get this all the time. People send me a picture or they come in with their cell phone and go, here's here's my floor. Tell me what I need to do. And I start asking questions. Well, I, I, I just want to know what I should do. What 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 can I put on it? And I go, if I don't know the particulars, you know, what kind of floor it is, what type of area, how much traffic, all of these things, how am I going to give you the right advice? And we've gotten into some of this with folks as we're, we want things so quick and so easy that we've lost that do it right. Uh, and it goes back and I, I think about this every time I get into this kind of conversation, you know, uh, with uh, the uh, the gentleman up in Canada that says, do it right. The builder, the builder guy, and now he's got his family working with him. And I'm like, he's always coming behind somebody and fixing it because they didn't do it right the first time. And mm -hmm. it's because they didn't take the time. They didn't put in the effort. But, you know, how many CEOs really know what the value of their time is? Exactly. And that is why it's so important to think about your time as a CEO, right? And have systems in place. They think about the opportunity of your opportunity cost of your time. You are here cleaning as you grow, as you go. What else could your time be used better? And yes, you'll have a team. You want them to do it right. 
how do you get them to do it right? Training, having standards and so forth. That's going to help you. So again, it goes back to having systems and processes in your business that are effective. So definitely you, you're not going to have your quality compromise, your output, but you want to make sure that you understand that your time is so valuable, right? And don't be, and don't be so quick to give out estimates and say this is it you need to understand what's happening first just like what you said dave you don't know the traffic you don't know you want to know all that if you go to the doctor you know if things are happening you tell them a symptom they definitely want you to do some tests and go through a process before they say surgery or this medication in the same way you want to make sure you know what you're doing because if you go and you probably use the wrong chemical or so then that's your reputation there that's scarred right so you want to make sure that you are not compromising your standard because of the microwave mentality that is so widespread in our society we want to have it now quick 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 and persons don't realize that quality is something that we should never compromise with. I'm going to have to use that word in microwave society. <laughs> I, li I like that, Kirsha. That was, that was good. I'm always waiting for a nugget, you know, that I can take from every one of my speakers. And it's like, there's my, there's my nugget with you. And I don't know, you know, folks, I got, you know, there's no reason to have any more of the show. I just got my nugget. <laughs> So you know, since we're in a microwave society, I got to say we probably have went for our length of time today. Uh, I want to thank you for being on the show and everything. Um, what what would you say at the end here? I mean, I know we didn't go through 39 things, and thank you. Uh, we, we probably can't go through all of that. And you don't want to give away all that because they're valuable. Yeah, <laughs> you can get the playbook. <laughs> it's on Amazon now. There you go. I knew that you were going to come bring that playbook up. I'm going to go. There's a value to all of this, Kersha. Come on. Let's tell people what they can do here. Yeah. So definitely what I want, do you mean overall a nugget for persons? That's what you mean, right, Dave? <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it, it, it's your show. Tell them, what, tell them what they can get, when they can get it, and why they should be getting it. Okay, the 39 Steps to Building Wealth, the playbook, cash flow playbook, it is all about steps, corporate strategies customized for you, right? Simplified, this is something you should be doing, and it might not be you personally doing it, but you need to ensure your accountant is doing it, your bookkeeper, your marketing person. So it's, it's reminding you and putting into that framework that, Every decision you make in your business will impact your cash flow. So it's going to help you to understand what are some key numbers you need to look at. What are some red flags? What are some ways to fix this? How often should you be doing X, Y, Z? So that is what that playbook is. 39 steps that you need to take to build wealth in your business, to be more profitable, to have cash flow, to be positioned, to be recession proof. That's what that playbook is about. And last thing I saw in there was to pay fewer taxes. So we're in tax time. Ah, tell that's all there too. Be positioned to, and I always like to add the disclaimer, Dave, legally pay fewer taxes. Because sometimes people <laughs> think, oh, it's under the table. No, there are lots of legal no, no, That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do appreciate that you were on here taking the time. Uh, I know it's valuable for you as it is for me, and hopefully our listeners got something valuable out of this afternoon. Uh, we will be having uh, this, um, you know, on the uh, 
podcast uh, archives. As I said, you know, <clears throat> you know the 7,500 downloads, that's uh, probably the archived ones. We like that. Uh, I see some listeners came and listened today, and I appreciate you being here live with us this afternoon. Uh, Kersha, how can they get hold of you? I know we'll put it in the show notes, but let's tell them on the air. Definitely, if you want to text or call, 888-521-4206. I'm on all the media platforms as Kersha Campbell, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. My website is www.thecashlab.ca. <laughs> so I have two questions of all my first-time guests. Mm-hmm. Where were you born, Kersha? I was born in Jamaica. I'm an island girl. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. See, I knew you weren't born in Canada. I could just tell. Yes, my accent, right? <laughs> <laughs> so the other question I have of you before we end here is, what is on your personal bucket list for this year? Definitely, I want to do... Uh, hike. I've been. I, I hiked the highest mountain in Jamaica years ago before I had my boys, my babies. So that's on my list for this year. We're going to be heading to Jamaica for my brother's wedding, and I'm wanting us to do it with them. They enjoy outdoors, so <laughs> that's on my bucket list. <laughs> One of our listeners said that uh, they thought you were from the Bahamas. Oh well, we're close enough. <laughs> Folks, there's a reason I ask these two questions of everybody, and you might think of this yourself. Where you were born, we all have to start somewhere. It is important. Where you're going, have you ended your life? Nope. You're listening to this right now. You don't know where it's going to end. And sometimes we can't change that. We don't know where that's going to be. But you know what is important is that journey in between where you're going and where you've been. Yeah. What we want you to do is make sure that you keep that journey healthy, positive, and proactive. Listening to this podcast hopefully has helped you along that way a little bit. Kersha, thank you for it. Uh, we welcome you back to the show anytime. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I appreciate being here. I appreciate your listeners. And most important, I appreciate that step to you know, make the world different in your own way. Don't take your cleaning business for granted, guys. The world will never be the same if you close down. Lives are changing. Your team, lives are changing. Their families, don't take it lightly. I beg you, don't take it lightly. Talk with you all on the next podcast. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye, Dave. Thank you so much.